Sports Station, 104.3 The Band presents Stokely and Zach. I don't, I don't even think I'm over-sensationalizing it, but this coaching search, just when you think it can't get any more kind of wacky, I guess I'll use the term, it, it somehow does. And James Merrillat from DenverSports.com filling in for Stoke today. Makes you wish they were dropping a video series after it, though. I mean, ser- I mean that would be fascinating. You, you are not kidding. Wow. So let's just recap the last 24 hours and get us up to the point where 18 minutes ago we have a report from the Washington Post that sheds light on why the Sean Payton-Denver Broncos relationship caved. Whoa. Okay, first of all, even before the last 24 hours, this, this is why I can't I can't fully get on board with they were just awestruck from D'Amico Ryans from the outset and just reorganized their entire plan. And this may be ended, ending up what's absolutely best for the Denver Broncos, by the way. Let me yeah. just like, get out ahead of that and say that because you love D'Amico Ryans for about a week and a half now, ever since Jim Harbaugh went back to Ann Arbor. Yep. And um, this... This freaking organization just needs the right coach. I don't care how they get there. Agreed. Agreed. But I am paying attention how they got there. Sure. Because that, that, we're trying to figure out if they're going to end up with the right coach or not. Right. And how you get there is a clue. It's a clue. It's so. a clue. So it was just a few days ago, and I mean literally like three, four days ago, the reporting was Sean Payton and the Denver Broncos are like two colliding things in a good way. Mm-hmm. There was interest on both sides. He wants to coach Russ. Russ wants him to coach him. He's got the experience. Like, this was this, this thing was on. This thing was burning hot. And then here, just a couple days later, it's Mike Kliss putting out the article that, you know, D'Amico Ryans is going to be most likely trending towards the next head coach of the Denver Broncos. And I'm going, wait a second. This ownership group set out for experience at, at the forefront, and you hired the least experienced guy. Maybe it'll all work out. I hope it does. But what the hell happened between 96 hours ago and now? Mark Maskey has been covering the story for the Washington Post. And 26 minutes ago, he tweets, the Panthers are no longer an option for Sean Payton. The Panthers made uh, a hire. They did. Right? Frank Reich. Hired Frank Reich. First domino to fall. First domino to fall. The Panthers are no longer an option for Sean Payton, Mark Maskey of the Post says, Washington Post says. And there was an issue with Payton's interview with the Broncos. Sean Payton likes the idea of coaching Russell Wilson and having that defense, but fears a potential power struggle with a member of the ownership group, source says. What could have happened that would have two parties seemingly willing to want to work together to have it almost feel like it's off the table? Now, it hasn't been reported that it's off the table because Mike Kliss just joined us less than an hour ago and said he's still in the mix. I don't believe that anymore. And if that was the case an hour ago, after this comes out, yeah. where is Mark Maskey getting this? From a member of the Broncos ownership group no. or from Sean Payton? Sean Payton. If this thing had any life left to it, it is now dead. That is the fourth leak, at least, that has come from Sean Payton. The other three, I think, were probably three strikes against him. He's out. If he fouled one of those off, this one just blew right by him, and he's going to go sit in the dugout. He's done. He, I don't. I'm with you. I would be floored. Shocked. Shocked. Stunned, whatever the word is, if Sean Payton got this job at this point. I can't imagine that happening. I think he's out. Uh, yeah, I think he's out. I think, he, and listen, I never wanted him from the get go, and a lot, there's a lot of reasons. The top of the list was I just, I don't think he was the best candidate, so why on earth am I giving up draft picks for him? I, it, that, I, just like you can't wrap your head around, you wanted experience, and now you're going the, the, the least experience. I couldn't wrap my head around giving up draft picks, especially a first round pick. Maybe multiple. We heard that at one point, too, right. for, for a guy that I didn't think was the best candidate. Yep. That, that never made sense to me. But, yeah, Sean Payton has just misplayed his hand something fierce. If he really wanted these jobs, and I think any of these jobs, because I don't know if he's getting any of them, but if he really wanted this job, he's misplayed his hand, and I think this is damage control from him. I think he saw it wasn't going this way, because you also got to look back and look at the timeline. They interviewed D'Amico Ryans on Thursday. They interviewed Dan Quinn on Friday. He was the last interview. Sunday, D'Amico Ryans canceled his interviews with the two remaining teams. 
So what happened between finishing the interview with Dan Quinn and Sunday when D'Amico Ryans told the Colts and the Cardinals, thank you, but no thank you, I'm not going to come interview. Right? So we talked about it earlier. To me, there are two explanations. One is he thinks he's getting the Broncos job, so he didn't want to waste his time and didn't want to waste their time. Okay, I, that, that's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. If you know you're taking another job. The, the other one is he bombed it so bad, he's like, oh, I'm not ready for this. And I, I, I don't want to go do another one. I don't think that was what happened. Clearly, it's not what happened because if he's the front runner, that's not what happened. So to me, the logical kind of progression here is the Broncos got through the mix. They finished the Dan Quinn interview. They huddle on Saturday, go over all the eight of them. And you're like, you know what? D'Amico Ryans is the best guy. That's who we're going to go with. And D'Amico Ryans knew that, canceled the other interviews, and now we're just waiting for Championship Sunday to come and go. And and now in that interim, Sean Payton has gotten that word and trying to make himself not look like he lost out to D'Amico Ryan's. He lost out to D'Amico Ryan's. See, I, I don't, I can't go there, and I understand. Mm. I, I understand you, you connecting these dots, but I think that find uh, me a Sean Payton covering his tracks leak from before Sunday when D'Amico Ryan canceled his interviews. Yeah, but but I'm not saying it's either all or uh, it's all one thing. I think it's multiple things happening at once, and I, I think it's more than two parties. I think it's Harbaugh not wanting the job, uh, a friction on some front with Sean Payton, and then looking past your first tier saying, this doesn't feel right. I don't buy the friction thing at all, though. You, I don't. You, you don't buy this? No. Th- this report from the no. Washington Post? I think Sean Payton told Mark Maskey that. See, I, I don't— I, Because I, who's, I, he got a, who's he got a friction with? He came out of that interview and just was really like, oh, my God, I can't work with Condi. Well, I mean, well, I don't buy that. Well, even before this report, though, Sean Payton started to really lose steam. This is like because yeah. I, I, this is not this is actually this is a new official report, but it's not new speculation. We were sitting here wondering what is going on with Sean Payton. This train has really slowed down. Why is Mike Florio saying that it's just gaining momentum to go back to Fox? Where it's 42 hours before that, Sean wants to work with the Broncos. The Broncos want him. Like I, I do believe now. Keeping it all on this one issue in this leak, um, maybe there's more than that. But I, I don't want to be dismissive of this because we're just finding the, uh, out officially, not officially, we're finding out one person's side of the story, but we kind of surmise that something was up and there was a disconnect. Sure, sure. And there clearly is a disconnect and clearly something is up and was up. Because I, I think that if Sean Payton went in and killed the interview, was the best interview, got along well with everybody... They said, man, we would love to have that guy representing our organization that we just paid $4.65 billion for for the next decade. He'd be the head coach of the Broncos right now. So something happened. I just don't buy that he just didn't get along with Condi or Greg Penner or that those uh, that, that Greg Penner is so tied to George Payton and said, Sean, if you're coming here, George Payton, is, he's running the show. I don't buy that. No, I, I don't buy that either. But 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 also, I'm just calling balderdash on Sean Payton's spin for get, for losing out to D'Amico Ryan's. Well, he lost to D'Amico Ryan's, and he's trying to save face. I, That's I, what's happening. I, I do not believe that at all. I don't think it's that cut and dry. Why did we have hosts on this station say that the Broncos ownership group was worried about personal off the field issues with Sean Payton? Why would someone like Darren McKee have that information? Because. Someone wanted to get that story out. Yep. So Sean Payton's got his side of the story sure. told by the Washington Post. Sure. There's only four people in the room. Why would DMAC have that information? Okay, but which of those two do you buy more? That Sean Payton's walking away because he doesn't he doesn't think he can work with Greg Penner, or Greg Penner's walking away because he has issues with off the field stuff with Sean Payton. James, I buy both. Okay, I don't I think there was an absolute disconnect. When the human beings got together, that would lead information to DMAC and say that the Broncos ownership group is worried about off-the-field stuff. I asked Mike Kliss about it. He said, I don't want to talk about that. He, he, didn't, <laughs> he didn't say, I don't know about that. Right. He said, I don't want to talk about that. So I think that you have a PR agenda coming from the Broncos. I think you have a PR agenda coming from Sean Payton. And the truth is somewhere in between. And okay. at its core is just a human disconnect. Okay. You, you, and look. Everybody puts puts out their leak because they want their version of the story out there for a reason. To me, I think the Broncos already got left at the altar by Jim Harbaugh. I do. I think they wanted Jim Harbaugh. I think he that's went, the genesis of it. At he, least we agree on that. I think he went back to Michigan. I think if you're the Broncos, 
the last thing you want Broncos country to think, if you're Greg Penner, is that, okay, we missed out on number one, we went to number two, and we couldn't close that deal. And then we had to settle for whoever it is, D'Amico Ryans, Jim Caldwell, whoever. We had to settle for him. If you really just didn't want Sean Payton, you want to make sure that's clearly known. And there was a reason why you didn't want Sean Payton, and it wasn't that Sean Payton turned you down. Because that would have been both of your top candidates turned you down and you had to go somewhere else. That's a bad look. Is, is it that unrealistic, though? This is not a good job. Okay. It's, this is not a good hang job. On, hang on, hang on, hang on. It's hang on. not, James. It's not that unrealistic. But what's more unrealistic is the fact that Sean Payton left that meeting going, I can't possibly work with Condoleezza Rice. That makes no sense. But but we don't understand the the, the dynamic. That what, makes zero so, sense. Hold, hold on, hold on. No, no, yes, yes. That that or that he couldn't work with Greg Penner. That doesn't make any sense either. I think you're reducing it down to its simplest form. I think it's a little bit more complicated. I want to bounce a couple theories of why this could have gone wrong. And also, do you like conspiracies? Love them. Sign me up. Where's my hat? Where's the tinfoil? I got some foil in my bag you can borrow because I'm putting it on myself. Can't coming, wait. Coming up next. You're listening to Stokely and Zach on Denver's Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. Who's got some foil? Who's got some tinfoil? Do you see my picture on Twitter with me with the tinfoil hat? No. <laughs> I love that it's tinfoil hat because you can't even buy tinfoil anymore. Uh, aluminum foil, but whatever. Right. I'm getting caught up in the so I said, details. I, I said, here's here, here's my picture I posted yesterday. It's actually two years old. Okay. I, I posted that two years ago for the Aaron Rodgers stuff. All right. So this is a trend with you to break out the tinfoil hat. I, li- I like I like a tinfoil hat every now and then. And me too. So as long as you're not a moon landing denier. No, 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 okay. no, no. We can, we can continue. Or, yeah, All right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, do you see the stuff about DeMar Hamlin? Yeah. Oh my gosh. You're interesting. About, you talk, it is. It's like, I don't believe it, but you, you see what the people are pointing to. It's like, wait, why? Well, and it's was pretty, all this like, this? it's a pretty easy one to refute your feet refute, right. right? Just have him come out and. Be seen in public, and and if you if you we're not going to get into it. No, but, no, no, no. But, but if you haven't seen, like it's been like trending worldwide that yeah. people believe that Demar Hamlin's actually dead, and the the videos and everything that they point to, it's like wild. We're not. We'll leave that where it lies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, That's not one I'm. I believe in, but I like a good tinfoil hat theory. There has to be something. For you to formulate a conspiracy theory, there has to be something of substance, and maybe you stretch it out, mm-hmm. but there's got to be some sort of basis sure. for it. Um, I got two of them. Okay. All right. <laughs> Just having fun. Okay. Before anyone tries to freak out. Just two theories. Because we don't have a report that D'Amico Ryans is the next head coach. But it's seriously trending in that way it, with great momentum. You can no longer wager on it if you want to. Yeah. Then take it right off, right? Mm-hmm. D'Amico Ryans can't take an interview this week. Correct. If they win this weekend against Philly, which I don't think they're going to. Get to that tomorrow. I think they are. We'll see. Maybe you're right. I, I, I hope that they win, but Both my fear is in Philly, it's like, uh, Brock Purdy, is he yeah, turning into a pumpkin some, at midnight? At some point, it's midnight. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. Um, could this be a stall tactic? A stall tactic that you're not announcing everything, you're, you're anything. You're floating this out there that it could be him, and you're creating more time. To go back to number one, Jim Harbaugh. Well, at this point, I don't think that's a crazy notion. Boy, I think that's uh, that's kind of unfair to D'Amico Ryans, if that's the case, unless he already knows about it. He's the least qualified candidate. If you're going to do it to anyone, maybe it's him. Sure, but you got him to cancel other interviews? Woo! That's some, that's some bad karma you're getting coming your way. Mm, it's pro sports. But, okay, so I, I think at this point, here's what I will say about that. There are two guys I think the Broncos can hire. D'Amico Ryans and Jim Harbaugh. That's it. I don't see how anybody else works into this equation. Given what we've heard, what we've seen, what's been reported by people. Like, all of a sudden, if tomorrow we hear it's Dan Quinn, that would be a curveball. Oh, my gosh. Sinking curve. Yeah, like, not even out of left field. It'd be like, we're not even in the stadium. Where did that come from? No. So Dan Quinn's got to be out. 
I, I do think that's the way it could go. It's either going to be the least qualified or the most qualified. <laughs> How about that spectrum? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because right now, it, could you imagine? Close your eyes and imagine. You opening up your phone at Jim Caldwell as the next head coach. No, it's I not, can't. It's not going to happen. I can't. Although he's still in the mix, quote unquote. I, I can't see that happening. Um, so I, that's not a terrible, other than I think it would be kind of a terrible human being thing for them to do. To string D'Amico Ryan's along like this, although he couldn't interview for anything anyway this week. So, okay, I can kind of buy that one. It, it, look, if if come next Tuesday they announce that Jim Harbaugh is the new head coach of the Broncos, I won't fall out of this chair. I won't. This one's less believable. Okay, but yet another conspiracy. Good, good preface. <laughs> and it's even more less believable now than it was an hour ago. Okay. Could the Broncos be floating out that D'Amico Ryans is trending to be the next head coach in order to get the New Orleans Saints to lower their uh, costs on Sean Payton? Because if this goes on the next year, there is a widely held thought that the compensation will go down if it doesn't happen this year. If you had told me that uh, before Mark Maskey reported that there was a conflict with someone in the ownership group, power struggle was the power phrase. struggle. Uh, that pretty much just popped the balloon, I think. When it comes to Sean Payton with the yeah. Broncos. You're probably right. That's why I said it. Even just if I said it an hour ago, I had yeah. this in my back pocket. I should have uh, asked you then. But because if you think about the press conference, if they announce Sean Payton as a head coach, that's going to be a lot of the questions. Right? Like, don't you think? That, 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 that's going to be. You could spin it. What's I mean, the, what was the power struggle all about? Right. Who, who, who do you not get along with? Right. They'd have a laugh about Sir Lewis. You know, they would try to do it, but that. You, you, really, if this is what you wanted to do, you would spin it, move through the press conference, and just push forward. They've done that with a million other things. I, but, but after that report, when you assign almost blame, when you like, because that Mark Maskey report, and if you're just joining us and missed it, the Mark Maskey report from uh, the Washington Post said that um, Sean Payton essentially had a falling out with the Broncos. Something went wrong in the Broncos interview because of a power struggle, a potential power struggle with a member of the Broncos' ownership. Man, we have, we have had to this is, this is a connect wild a lot one, of dots. You're so not you, kidding. You got that. It's been a game of Twister. Like, hold on. Yeah. Over here, over there. Uh. We had Mike Kliss on with us, and he kind of said the Broncos canceled the second interview and then said, no, they didn't cancel it. I don't, know if they did or slip. I don't know if they did or didn't. Well, 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 let's go back to another report from earlier in the week. Now, it's been an imperfect week for Mr. Jeff Duncan down there. Yes. But he did report that in an interview that Sean Payton was coming into town on Wednesday. Yeah. And then he had to try and spin it as that wasn't happening because of the hunting trip. And then he had to really backtrack that thing. If you made me bet there was an interview that was going to happen and then it got canceled, I would say yes. Yeah, me too. I would say like, yes. I don't think that's crazy. That, no. that, that's not even conspiracy theory stuff. That Sean Payton wouldn't get a second interview? The, Why wouldn't Sean Payton get a second interview? The eight-part podcast series on the Broncos coaching search at I'm some telling point you, is going to be fascinating. I'm telling you, man, this is the 30 for 30. When people talk about all this stuff on record of what really happened, that's what I'm saying. I wish the Broncos were chronicling this one like they did a year ago. And maybe they are. No, eventually they'd be like, hey, shut down this operation. No, no, no. <laughs> Once they get their guy and they drop this in March, oh, my gosh, that's the best offseason content they're going to have. Goodness gracious. Holy cow. This has been wacky, man. But I ultimately, though, here's the thing. I do think, other than Jim Harbaugh, I'm going to have to continue to throw that, I do think they got to the right guy. I firmly believe that. I hope, I hope you're right, James. I and am. I'm not talking myself into that today because that's the news. No, you've been you've been on the you've been on that train and, and I, I I hope that we get to a point. Look, we've all had stuff in life that the first thing doesn't work out and then the second thing does and you just like can't imagine that first door yeah. opening. Thank like God that. I didn't get that job. It right? Just, it just happens. Well the Broncos have had it happen. In in twenty fifteen, who was their first choice to be off our defensive coordinator? In 2015? Mm hmm Oh, help me out. Oh, right, and they blocked him, right? They blocked him, and they had to settle Could for Wade Phillips. The fact that they wanted VJ with even more an experience than he was when he actually got the job in 2017? And do you think that team wins the Super Bowl with Vance Joseph as def defensive coordinator? Are you kidding me? No. Of course right? not. So they, they didn't get their first option. Yeah. Had to, quote, unquote, settle for Wade, who was out of football. 
came back here, I don't know, pushing 70 and put together the greatest, arguably the greatest defense in franchise history. One of the top 10 defenses probably in NFL history carried them to a Super Bowl. So sometimes having to settle isn't the worst thing in the world. You, you're right. you, you end up on the choice you should have made all along. Are we going to hear within the next 24 to 48 hours that D'Amico Ryans is the next leader of the Broncos organization? If that's true, what's the plan on offense? That's next. Stokely and Zach on Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. So the latest twist in the Broncos head coaching search, which has been a wild one to cover. We've, we've done this, uh, well, just about more than anyone else in the last half a decade, haven't we, James? Yeah. I mean, has anybody had more coaching searches than the Broncos? No. No. no who would? We're the experts on Well, maybe Houston. the Cardinals or Houston. Last couple of years. But even Bill O'Brien was there for yeah. a, a decent stretch while the Broncos were going through Vance, Joseph, and Vic. Yeah, this is the fourth one since 2016. I don't know that anybody's going to beat that record. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. We're experts on it. We are experts on it. It's James Merrillette from DenverSports.com filling in for Brandon Stokely today. This has been different. This has been such an incredible departure, not only um, from just a, a standard coaching search timetable. This is the interceptor this morning. It's like, I've been doing this for 33 years. Never have I seen this many openings stay open going into championship weekend? Now today, some of the dominoes are falling. Carolina Panthers hired Frank Wright earlier right. today. Yep. And now the latest twist in the Broncos head coaching search is that, um, oh, and let me finish that thought. Not only just a departure in terms of the timetable, but just the installments of the drama and unfocused nature of the hierarchy and these installments of updates from Mark Maskey from the Washington Post saying that there's a power struggle with Sean Payton and the ownership group. You got Jeff Duncan down in New Orleans saying that they can't even proceed with the coaching search because Robson Walton is on a stinking hunting trip. I mean, this one has been wild. Okay, but, and you're right, but they're all connected to the one high-maintenance drama-fueled person in the group, right? It's Sean Payton. If he wasn't a candidate for this job, it would be a fairly normal job search. Right? Like, we didn't have this last year. New ownership group. Well, they're not making it dramatic. They're not doing anything publicly. And the dynamic has changed But maybe that well. is what's adding to the, the drama is because they're, they're not telling us anything, so everybody's out there digging for little morsels. You, you know what? I think that's a big part of that it. Could, that, because, could, that could be it. I mean, we just, we're, we're taking foil off our head because we're trying right. to deduce what the hell's going on. Last year, everybody was spoon-fed a narrative that may not have been true, but it was the narrative everybody went with because it was right there given to them. Yeah. This year, we're having to try and figure out, well, how do we connect the dots and what dots are there? So that's a different equation. Um, But I do think if you took Sean Payton out of the mix, I mean, Jim Harbaugh wasn't, it wasn't a ton of drama, right? It was the, why'd he do it on Zoom? Yeah. And then it was pretty quick. He's going back to Michigan. And okay. Which, by the way, let me just, let me just, just shoehorn this in. This idea that it was Jim Harbaugh's call and solely his call to do it on Zoom. I'm just going to leave it here. We don't know that for Agreed. sure. Agreed. But he was out of the equation the Monday after yeah, wild it was, card weekend. It was quick. There was still a wild card game to be played that night. So, uh, you know, the it was a, a, a week after Black Monday. He was already out of the mix. Yeah. Like that, that seems like ages ago. He didn't drag this on. There weren't reports here and there, and there weren't leaks with a bunch of people. There haven't been leaks with D'Amico Ryans other than he's not taking the interview with the Colts and the Cardinals anymore. The Jim Caldwell camp has been pretty quiet. The Dan Quinn camp has been pretty quiet. The yeah. David Shaw camp, nobody even knew like, he was here. <laughs> like quiet, as in like radio silence. Right. Like literally no update, no installment, no right. nothing. I mean, the, the Jim Caldwell rumor mill has been ground to a halt. Yeah. It's all been one guy. Which is why he's no longer, in my mind, a candidate for this job. Well, if he if he was, which in our at the top of our number two, Mike Kliss told us that he's still in the mix in his article. Sean Payton's still in the mix. Mm-hmm. Sean Payton isn't in the mix anymore. I think that would be an awkward 
turn of events. That it, it would be a drastic, uh, a drastic right hand turn. And, and of course, we're basing this on the report that just came out about 35, 45 minutes ago from Mark Maskey of the Washington Post, who's been covering the story, said during the interview process, uh, a power struggle was like forecasted between Sean Payton and a member of the Broncos ownership group, which they didn't even get to the final stage of interviews where it was supposed to be three members of ownership group. It was just Greg Penner, Condoleezza Rice, and George Payton in the first interview. George Payton's not a part of ownership. So who was the bigger, uh, what was the bigger red flag or where was the disconnect? Was it between Condi and Sean Payton? Was it between Greg Penner and Sean Payton? I have no idea. And, and I don't know, I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's, it's balderdash. Okay, how many times? 100%? Yes. I, I, how many? Okay, 99.8. How many times during the season was Condi on a weekday at the office, at the facility? I, I'm not there, so I have no idea. You tell me. We're, I'm going to go with zero. Okay. How many days was Greg Penner there? I'm guessing you can count him on one hand, maybe two. Oh, I, well, I was hearing a little bit different that he was around. I was hearing that Greg Penner was around. Okay. All right. He was at I, every game. Which sure. critical other owners not showing up. Greg Penner was. I'm talking. Very week, I'm visible. talking weekdays. You you walk if you walked into if, the building. If you're asking me that question, I would say on a on a regular basis, Greg Penner was at the facility. I would say he was there for his presser, and I, I mean, what are you I draw, what, what are you drawing from that you would say that? It's just the the vibe I get, the word I get, the sense I get from from what. Well, I just the that's the sense I get. I don't think but was, you got to be drawing from something that you yes, get a sense. Yes, I'm not going to tell you what I'm getting it from, but I I get the sense he's not around there every okay, day. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I'm not trying. I'm not trying to be difficult. I'm just saying, like, but, my, you're, but you're reporting that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Aggregate that. Someone aggregate that. <laughs> Tweet we'll that. Take that thing down. Um, I. No, my sense, and have I specifically asked anybody over there or had a conversation with anybody over there, how many days during the year was Greg Penner here? No. But my sense from just various conversations and kind of piecing them together, I'm not saying he's hands-off. I just don't think he's a meddler that, that's there all the time. I don't. I, I, I think he's there occasionally. I don't think Greg Penner was in George Payton's office every day like Jerry Jones would be in your office every day if you worked there, if you worked for the Cowboys. So if that's the one extreme, and I don't know, what's the extreme of somebody who's never there, whatever, whatever owner that would be, I think he's like, I don't know, his, his, suite isn't, his suite gets used. His suite gets used. What I'm drawing from is I had heard Greg Penner was around pretty regularly, and I also remember the press conference when he said, me and George talk every single day. Now, could that be not necessarily physically in the facility? We know he likes Zoom. I, 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 <laughs> um, I think Greg Penner is very invested in the Broncos right I now. I think he is, too. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, like, I find it hard to believe that Sean Payton would have come away from that thinking, I do not want to have that guy in my office every single day. I, I just, I don't, I don't buy that. I, it doesn't seem like that's the structure of the Broncos. Did, did we have any sense during this, this past season when it was going so poorly that part of the reason it was going so poorly is because Greg Penner's meddling too much? No. And that's that's what I'm getting at. Like, so why would it be that that all of a sudden would be an issue now with Sean Payton? But also, also, I just and I'm not I'm not saying that you're wrong because because what you're saying is making sense. But I also want to remind us collectively that we're just getting to know these guys. Greg Penner has spoken publicly twice, twice. We don't know the ongoings and like what his personality type is like, like, you know, when we come in here and do this job, like we're turned on, right? That's not, I'm not this energetic all day long. I'm just using a silly example. Like I'm, you know, you're turned on, you get up for the moment, you're behind, you're live. And like, I'm this argumentative 24 hours a day, well, but I get know, what you're well, saying. we know that about you. But, but, <laughs> but, but we we're this is the first six months and we've heard from this guy twice. I've known people for a decade and then, and then like you get even further down the road with them and you're like, damn. That's I didn't see that coming from you. Sure, we, we just don't sure. we just don't know how they operate yet. So I don't I don't want to say conclusively okay. one way or the other. I get I'm with you. You're 100 percent right. But Sean Payton knows that now based off one interview. If we don't know it after six months, how does he know it after one interview? Now there is more time. It was more of a close knit conversation. But that would be like going to dinner with somebody and coming away thinking you know everything about him. 
That that to me is, I think, a stretch. No, I don't think you go to dinner and know everything about them, but you could go for a two-hour dinner and know enough to know what your gut and your instinct says. Maybe they spend a little too much time in the restroom. <laughs> uh, okay. We never got to what... It's the Jim Ursay reference. Yes. I don't okay. want anybody to... No, yes, of course. Misconstrue that. No, I got it. I got it. Um, we never got to what I wanted to get to here. Oh, sorry. I derailed No, it. No, 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 no. That was me. If among the top qualifications to lead this organization moving forward, outside of being a CEO of the football team, it was to fix Russell Wilson. How did D'Amico Ryans go about navigating that essential question? Now, I'll take a dive into that with you coming up next. Denver Sports Station 104.3 The Fan presents Stokely and Zach. Taking shots, throwing down at the spot. Three sheets, just me and the guys. Yeah. Every single Saturday night, I was killing time, crushing cans, trying not to catch it. James Merrillat from DenverSports.com. Every single Saturday night. Oh, man. Little Cole Swindell. All right. Uh, covering this Broncos head coaching search. Better singer than Wacky. I would have thought. You are. Turn this up. That's our jam, man. Uh, Friday nights, man. We have a rule in my house. Gets to be about 445, 5 o'clock. Okay. No screens. No TV. No phones. No tablets. Speakers on. Dance party. And it's unbelievable to watch a four-year-old and literally my one-year-old respond to music. Like, us as humans, as far back as you remember, we've been banging on drums and all this stuff. And to see my one-year-old, when that speaker clicks on and she just starts doing what one-year-olds do, Mm -hmm. it is the coolest, stinking thing. Great. good. I like that tradition. That's a ton of fun. Um, Okay. We've been talking about, uh, in terms of attributes, like, What's the what's the responsibility of the new coach? Obviously, you got to be a stinking good coach, and you know uh, what? What are you t- t- tilting your head at me like? I, a I'm confused not. Dog. I'm not sure that's as important a thing as you think. I'm like seriously, if you can hire good assistants, I, I I don't know that you have to be the best X's and O's guys in the world. No, you're 100 percent right, and I think there's a really good example of that going on up in Boulder. Correct. I don't think Dion's like scheming it up. Nope. On a Saturday. Nope. I think he hires the right people. He's a CEO. Jim Harbaugh, very similar. Like, yeah. you, you hear these reports. Jim Harbaugh didn't go into work on a whiteboard. You talking about the force of personality? That's him. So, yeah. so I agree with you on that. Uh, so I don't think it has to be that. I think to some extent that can be a, a problem, right? It was Vic that was such an X's and O's guy on defense, he couldn't give it up. Nathaniel Hackett was such an X's and O's guy on offense that he tried to create the world's most complicated offense by merging what he did and what Russ did and <laughs> right, coming up with something right. new. Like, you know, if you were just a, if you were just hands off, you would just say, like, okay, well, you guys go figure out the offense. Let, let me know what you're doing, right? He's the – it's that fine art of being the boss of you want to know what's going on, but you also don't want to micromanage. Right. So I don't know that you have to be the best coach in the world, but you're not, to be honest with you, you're not going to be in the conversation if you're not, but – that was the reason I gave you the head tilt. Yeah. Um, so, but in addition to being, you know, and, and, you know, whatever qualities you're looking for in the head coach and being that CEO or whatever, but like among the job titles, like you got to fix Russ or you got to try at least. Yeah. Got to get one more, one more year with this before you eat like a ton of cash. Is this thing salvageable? And I think after hiring the right guy and maybe those two are connected like part and parcel, like how did D'Amico Ryans go about that question? When he was asked in the interview, because I'm sure the interview wasn't beyond the first hour before Russell Wilson came up. Yeah, I, I don't know. That'll be fascinating to find out. We'll start to find out a couple of things. One, I'm sure it'll, we'll, we'll ask him about it at the press conference when he's introduced as the head coach, if he's introduced as the head coach. The other part will be, well, who, what's his staff? Who's his offensive coordinator? That will be the answer. A lot of different ways you could go. It could be Brian Greasy, and look what he's done with Brock Purdy. And he knows this offense frontward and backward. He he played under Mike Shanahan, which is the genesis of all of what Kyle is doing. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I know he hasn't called plays, but that would be intriguing to me. Same reason I like Ben Johnson up in 
Detroit of if you can fix Jared Goff, you can fix Russell Wilson. To some extent, if you can win with Brock Purdy, you can win with Russell Wilson. Now it helps to have Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, right. and a great offensive line out there. But you're also doing it with Mr. Irrelevant as a rookie. That's impressive. It could be D'Amico Ryans probably knows Brian Schottenheimer and Daryl Bevel and some of the names that have come up too. Like, there's no reason you couldn't bring those guys in. You could take the the Brian Dayball approach of like, well, I'm going to interview everybody and I'm going to bring in the best staff I can put together. And I don't care if I've worked with them before. I'm not just bringing in my buddies. I'm not doing the Nathaniel Hackett trick. Okay, that's a good answer. Or it could just be, I, I don't care. I don't care what Russ wants to do. We're going to do what I believe is the right way to play football. And if he wants to do it and can execute it, great. If not, we'll find somebody who will. My way or the highway approach. Like, there's a lot of different ways to go about it. I do think, though, if they go to Miko Ryan, it tells me that fixing Russ was not the priority at all in this equation. Because as I tried to ask Mike Kliss, if you were ranking him from one to nine, Zemiko Ryans is ninth when it comes to can fix Russ. Yeah, from the outside looking in. Right? Yeah, I agree. You can make the argument for Jim Caldwell and David Shaw. Rosberg was here. Look how much better they were the last two weeks. (laughs) Even Rosberg is included. You can make the... More so than D'Amico Ryan's, like from the outside looking in, yeah. what is the plan with how D'Amico Ryan's yeah. is going to fix He's Russell a defensive Wilson. coach with the least amount of experience in the field. So I, I agree with you. Yeah. Now, he, he may have the best plan because here's who he's bringing in as his OC, and that moves him to the top of the list. But for what we know now, he's dead last. And I don't think that's a bad thing because we just saw this team completely revolve around Russell Wilson, and it didn't work. So if you want to do the opposite of what you just did, and that's a lot of what teams do. Of like, oh, okay, Vic was a defensive guy and he was an old curmudgeon, so we're going to go with offensive guy and young, energetic. The opposite of what you just did was everything revolves around Russ. So go do the go hire the guy who's not going to do that. I, I don't think that's the worst thing in the world. It's what when Russell Wilson had his most success, the team didn't revolve around him. No, and and, and and you know we've been talking about this behind the scenes a little bit. You just sort of touched on it um, in passing is that if you are going to identify any team that's just, let's just keep it, um, that are left in the playoffs. There's four teams left. If you're going to isolate a construct of a team that you were to try to replicate with Russell Wilson, it would probably be the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah. And the way that they're operating with Brock Purdy. I have a feeling Brock Purdy's going to have 16 or less attempts this weekend. Wouldn't shock me. It, it just, just we are, we are. You're going to lead us here, but we're going to manage this thing, and that's sort of, I think, where we're at with Russ. I don't know if anyone's still calling for let Russ cook. I, I think those days are are over. Um, let Russ win. Yeah, and that was pretty good for a decade. That was mm-hmm. working pretty stinking good. I think it, Russell Wilson even might be on that a thousand percent. I At mean, least he should be. And, and if he's not, then the ship has sailed and he just has a total lack of humility that he's never going to find. Because he was uh, beloved. He was a star. He was getting endorsements when he was winning. It wasn't about, nobody cared. Subway wasn't like, well, I didn't I didn't care for his total yeah. touchdown. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. like, no, he's playing all the time in big playoff games. Right. And, he's a, and, he, and he comes up big in big moments. Right. And it didn't really matter what the total numbers were. It was he was a star versus the mess we just saw. So if he's got any self-awareness at all, then he's going on to that. That's why, by the, what, by the way, though, like you mentioned that. I don't think it was a good thing that it got out that Russell Wilson was contacting Sean Payton and wanted Sean Payton here. I don't think it was either, but everybody was mad at Russell Wilson. It wasn't him that leaked it. Right. It was Sean Payton. Well, it, to Colin Coward. And Colin Coward says it into a microphone. Well, and Sean Payton likes to talk to people who can't keep things close to the vest. I guess so. I guess so. Because Jeff, um, what's his name? Jeff Duncan. Jeff Duncan. Goodness, what a week for Dunk. And Colin Cowherd. Both of which, just everything that Sean Payton tells them, they just roll with it. Yeah. Right? And I don't think that was a good thing for Sean Payton at all. No, and, and I don't think it was a good thing for, like, anyone. I don't think it was a good thing for Russ that that got out there, that you're still advocating for who the kid. You don't get a vote anymore, brother. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was good for any of the other candidates that D'Amico Ryans could now be coming into a situation knowing that his quarterback was reaching out to another candidate. I just don't think that helps at all. I don't think anyone won with that. Well, it... Yes and no. If he reached out to every candidate, then it's no big deal, right? Because again, he probably he probably you think reached, he did that though. 
That, 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 that is, James, that'd be weird. That is such a Russ move. It probably, you know what, you know what I'm not even going to give you pushback on that. We all knew the day the interviews were happening. We all knew it. So is it beyond the realm of possibility that Russ texted every guy the day of the interview, and it was, good luck, DQ, good luck, D'Amico, Hey, Israel, have a good one today. <laughs> that would be a Russ move. I'm, totally. I, that, that I would be more surprised if he didn't do that. I don't that. believe. No, I, I, I'm going to say that. I don't believe that, but it would not shock me if that actually was the case. <laughs> I would be shocked if he didn't do it. Oh, that's well, funny, what's man. up, Dean? Because oh, all of those funny. guys could end up being his head coach. He wants to make sure <laughs> right, let me cast he buttered them all up. Net. He's the guy who shook the hands of the Cowboys players before drills to butter them up. Right. Hey, do you think uh, Jeff Duncan and Mark Maskey get together and just, you know, see and, and uh, watch Colin Cowherd together and just, uh, just to make sure what's yeah. going on? Maskey's another one. So there's, he, what, a, what a joke that guy is. How about, how Who's about that dude? A Mark Maskey? What's he, what's he smoking? I mean, what's, I what's he thinking with that tweet? I don't know. I don't. What um, part of it do, do, do you think has some uh, legs? Well, I, I think that on, on both sides, I think often times that it's in the middle um and do you want to do the legal id before you get out of here wow mm. kkfn and kkfn <laughs> hd1 long run down i think everyone talk about just having somebody have to give you a victory <laughs> I, th- I, I mean, mean you right now you were michael malone and i was the bucks you just gave me the w you just said loss i am so tired so of doing the legal id i got to do a little load management and not do it schedule loss i don't even feel i don't feel good about that at all you yeah, should you should, you should. No, neither, that's a disaster for the bucks i think that um such a bad move i think there's a lot of spin going on um what's your favorite spin my favorite spin. My favorite spin was from Jeff Duncan this morning, who said, "Man, wait to hear what I just learned. Can't tell you, but wow, that was great. It's like, Thanks, Jeff. That was uh, great. Real, real, real insightful. I know some other people here in town that love that move. The, yeah, I, I yeah. knew. I knew it all along. I was right. I was. I knew it. Let me pin that tweet. I couldn't say anything, but I knew yeah. it. I just want to let you know I knew it. Here's the thing, and I am normally the one who does not buy. Most of what's coming out of Dove Valley and, you know, drinking the orange Kool-Aid. I don't buy this conflict with ownership at all. <laughs> no. At all. Well, 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 hold not. on. Hold on. Do, do you think that's just like literally out of thin air? I think it's yes. a guy who thought he was going to have multiple offers for yep. 20 million bucks yep. and is getting zero and is trying to save face. Totally. I think I think there's, 100%. I think that's there's, there's some sort of human disconnect between <laughs> Sean Payton and someone else, because four days ago, it was Sean Payton and the Broncos. They both want each other. According they, to who? They both want each other. That was, According that was to who? Uh, Ian Rappaport, I think it was. No, that was, uh, they both want each other. That was another. Uh, that, was that was Coward. That was Coward. Yeah, yeah, that was Coward. So, so are you that telling me coward. that the Broncos actually never wanted Sean Payton? No, I think they were interested in him. Then they got to know him. And so they had the interview. And what happened? They they found out more about Sean Payton and they weren't See, interested. This is this is for me not that hard to follow. You have they're interviewing Sean Payton for a reason. We all agreed that Sean Payton was a tier one a candidate about two weeks ago. Everyone was on the same page with agreed. This. Everyone. He was not my guy, but he's tier one. You get to the interview, something happened. It doesn't age well. There's some sort of disconnect, and I'm just I just I, look. They this Broncos ownership group went uh, the outset of this search was to find a head coach with experience. That was not just a buzzword. That was the central focus of their search. They hired the least inexperienced guy. I just don't believe that they got into the interview. D'Amico Bryans blew their socks off, and then they're like, oh, my God, throw everything out the window. I think that there's a little bit of truth here on both sides. I heard that, you put, that's just I, me. I heard you put my uh, my name in your mouth earlier today with, uh, with uh, how does Darren McKee know <laughs> X, Y, and Z? Hold on. Yeah, uh, the, the The name in your mouth thing, that's how tough people talk. Uh, <laughs> let, let me start there. Um, but, yeah, I, I did say that um, because it wasn't just you. It was you and others saying, hey, the Broncos are worried about off-the-field stuff with Sean Payton. I couldn't believe how many people I talked to from different paths of life that had that same message. Yeah, and, and that— It was just, wild. And, and I know, and that's the point. But that's how I knew but, it, that, and that's why I said it, because that's what I was hearing. No, right. But, from a bunch of different people. Right. No, but that's my point. That's my point, that in this interview, there's four people. That's mm. it. So the fact that you and so many other people that you ran into, you just said that, everyone was saying it. Well, how, why would everyone be saying this one sentiment from a conversation that happened very privately within four people? The answer is 
that they wanted that out. Here's the funniest thing to mm. me is that I both of them it feels like both sides left that interview and had a totally different interpretation of it. Right? It feels like they went on a blind date. Sean Payton went home and told all his <laughs> friends how great it went. And the Broncos went home and told all their friends, oh, my God. She really likes me. Is a, this is a train wreck. This <laughs> She's guy. so into me, bro. And then Sean Payton sitting there waiting for the call. Like, we're going to have a second date, and it doesn't happen. And his buddy's telling everybody, yeah, they're going out again on Wednesday, and that doesn't happen. And now Sean Payton's trying to make it sound like, no, I never really liked have her. You guys I ever, didn't enjoy the first date. Have, like have you guys ever set up friends? Yes. I set up this, this friend, uh, two friends, and I thought for sure. I mean, for sure it was going to work out. And she was into him after the date, and he had no interest at all. And I was like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. And I just could not believe after the date that they had, and I'll tell you who it is off the air because you're going to love this, but but uh, I couldn't believe, like, the stories were so radically different. Well, And, it's, and it went nowhere, obviously. It's usually there's one person in the blind date that just won't stop talking about themselves. They think it went great because they just got to talk about themselves for three hours. The person who had to listen to that gibberish for three hours, it's like, oh, my God, that was exhausting. That's what happened here. That's what happened here. Yeah, I, I just, I just, I just, I can't go all the way there. I think there's elements of what you guys are saying that are true. But but I think we may be getting really far removed from, like, the essence of this whole thing. Is the Broncos job a good job? It's not about the Broncos picking D'Amico Ryans now. It's about D'Amico Ryans choosing between the Broncos and the Texans. And Mike Kliss's article is great because I love small, great little details. D'Amico Ryan's wife is from Houston and they have three kids. Guess who else is from Houston if you have a wife and three kids? Grandma, grandpa, aunts, uncles, cousins, friends, church, you know, whatever. So hold on a second. You mean to and and I think it's a, a juicy wow. detail that D'Amico Ryan sued the Texans for ten million dollars for an injury he had on their turf. It went through courts for years and it's it's out of court right now. And the Texans, the Texans, the Texans wanted to interview a dude who was suing them for the past few years for ten million dollars. Guys, heads up. This is not just like Hey, aren't you lucky, D'Amico Ryans? This is you got to now sell D'Amico Ryans. Can you imagine if D'Amico Ryans picks the Texans over the Broncos? Who do they go to then? Well, I'll tell you. You got to read Cliss's article. You, we better be crossing our fingers. Dan Quinn doesn't get that job in Arizona. I think. Well, what if he gets the Colts job? Oh, oh, fine. Okay. After Dan Quinn, guess who's next? We may be circling back to Sean Payton. I don't think you can now. <laughs> it's not. It's not out of the realm of possibility. And after that is Jim Caldwell. What that that would hmm. <laughs> the Jim it, Caldwell press conference will be the most uninspired introduction of a Broncos head coach that I can remember. I mean, he will. They might as well bring back <laughs> Jer Bear. People would buy into that more than they would Jim Caldwell. I'm not saying he's a better coach, right? I, I was going to say you never. People, yeah, people would buy into it more. Oh, my gosh, that would be a tough sell. Yeah, that's what's going on right now, guys. It's a choice that Ryan's, and there's no second interview, boys. There's no second interview. If he's here, it's because it's because he's figured out and settled on things. There is no second interview. There's just a coronation. It's a decision he has to make. Penner, I am sure, has been talking to guys on the phone this whole time. Forget about the second interview. Rob Walton and Carrie Walton, they're not getting a vote here. It's just like, hey, nice to meet you. You're going to work for us. There are no second interviews, boys. There are none. This is what's going on right now. Yeah, I don't know if there is or isn't, but but I'll say this. I, the, the, the reason, DMAC, that I mentioned to you a second ago that I don't think you can go back to Sean Payton, I think that report from Mark Maskey came from Sean Payton, and I think that's now personal. Yeah, it, you might be right because Cliss's article came out what time? Like ten thirty? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, and we that, that Mark Maskey thing came out like, like two hours hour later. And a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So things might have recently changed in the past two hours. It might just like like when you, you just say, blown it up completely. Yeah, and, and I think yeah. that when you say power struggle, and we're surmising that it came from Sean Payton. If I'm the one of the people that we, you were talking to, that's a personal slight, and I just don't think that. No, you you're probably right about that because that things change, things are fluid. Yeah, very. If D'Amico Ryan's picks the Texans. Yeah. Jim Harbaugh just won the lottery. 
Because you go give Jim Harbaugh whatever he whatever it takes he's for him out. to leave. He's no, out. If you, he's out. I don't think he's out. He's out. I he's think, out, huh? He's out. So you yesterday would, he was in. I know he's out. Would you <laughs> hold, hold, on, minute, hold on? Hold on. Hold on. Why? Hold on. Hold on. What changed he's the out. last twenty four hours? He's out. <laughs> so, but you, you can't answer. Mm-mm. <laughs> if you've got <laughs> deep, deep, deep pockets, you can save face by just writing a big check. He's out. David Shaw's out. I mean, you gotta listen. David Shaw's out. Harbaugh's out. I'm telling you, it's just, it's it's first of all, it's all about D'Amico Ryan's. Let's just start there. Which is great. He's I mean, the he's, best candidate. He's number one by by a mile. It's Quinn after that. It was Payton, but you're probably right. Things probably changed in the past couple hours. And then there's Jim Caldwell. I, I, you're going to you're gonna have to tell me more as to why they would never go back to Jim Harbaugh. If D'Amico Ryan turns him down, then you go tell Jim Harbaugh, Here, here's the check, fill in the amount. Hey, I, I'm with you. I wrote all that's, about it. That's I, what I, I would you do. Know, I'd, I don't, go for it. I, don't, I do not think. I, I will be, I'm not going to be stunned. But I'd be pretty surprised if D'Amico Ryan's chose the Texans over the Broncos. Why? That's that's interesting. Why? Because their ownership group is frowned upon largely. But he would know them better than anybody. They right. drafted and he sued them, them. And that's he why, sued them, and they still want them. And, and that's why I don't think he'll go and work there. I just don't think like. Why would he turn down the interview with the Colts and the Cardinals then? Because he's taking this job. Is what we thought. But maybe <laughs> he's taking that job. He's taking one of them. Who's going to pay him more? Cal McNair ah, or Greg Penner? There well, you, you, go. Can, so, you can win that bidding war. What's yeah. the magic number to move away from your wife's uh, parents? Yeah, I, 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 you I, might take less. <laughs> what? What defense? <laughs> that's pretty funny. What? You give him a discount. Good. That's funny. What? De- <laughs> no, let's not forget. He's a defensive guy at his core. Whose defense would you rather coach up? The Texans or the Broncos? That's not right the now. question. What quarterback would you rather have? C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, or Russell Wilson? The, that's the question. The, the former. I'd, I'd rather an unsettled quarterback situation than one that's ironclad settled in the wrong type of way. Like Micah Parsons said, look at all the guys on the first year contract, first first contracts. This is the this is back under the bus. This is the opposite of a rookie deal. This is the second largest right. contract in the sport. It's incomparable. Yeah. So wait a minute. We we just talked about this for three hours, and now we don't know anything, do we? We don't know who's going to be the head coach. <laughs> Nobody knows anything. We don't know anything. I, I wasn't. <laughs> and on that's that note, state of things right now. There you it's go. Well, we'll do the best it, we can. It should be a hoot. It should be. I'm just kill three people started. on the way here. It's uh, well, more details <laughs> to come. <laughs> it's the drive of the fan.